Welcome to Pull the Shoot, our weekly podcast where we talk to business owners, C-level executives, and experts from around the world. Our goal, to help as many businesses as possible grow to the next level. It's our hope that by interviewing these business leaders and hearing how they built their culture and their company, that you might gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission is to change the top-down mentality of leadership and help others to create and implement a transformational leadership style that is uplifting, supportive, and appreciative towards your people. We believe if you grow your people, you'll grow your company. I'm your host, Jeff Cecil, and this is episode two. Getting the most out of your people by creating the right culture is what Pull the Shoot is all about. Today, I'd like to welcome my longtime friend and former business partner, Mike Rhodes. Mike, thanks for joining me on the show today. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. So we have a long history of working together on several business ventures over the years. Um, I would probably say my favorite, and I guess I would think yours as well, is Free Drive. We did back in the late 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, that was, uh, I can't believe it's already been 20 years, 20 plus years. It seems like yesterday. It was, uh, it was a great time. We had a good time doing that. We did. You know, and it's funny. I always talk about um, probably the 40-hour workday is one of my favorite stories there where, our, you know, I would tell people how many of you have worked a 40-hour workday and, you know, we'd get a bunch of hands shoot up and people would be like, you mean a week, right? And I'd say, no, a day. That's when they came in on a Monday and we asked them to go home on a Wednesday because they had spent all their time there for, for three solid days. And so it really talked about the culture though. And that's one of the reasons I talked about that is because you know, they loved working there because we had given them this wonderful culture. And, um, and we, of course, we gave them overstuffed chairs, couches, video games, pool table, stock fridge, you know, so maybe we didn't give them a good reason to go home, but, uh, but it was always good to do that. So. Yeah, it's a good, well, it's good to get home and shower, right, Jeff? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, so you currently work um, as a VP, chief operations and compliance officer for an adult daycare company in the South suburbs of Chicago called Among Friends. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about the company and your role there, please. Yeah, sure. Uh, again, came from a uh, came from a friend of mine who started this business 25 years ago and is looking to take it to the next level. I'm super excited to be with them. It's the adult daycare space. So for those that are not familiar with that, uh, in a nutshell, we pick up mom or dad most of the time with some level of dementia. Uh, we safely transport them on our buses to our facility. Uh, we keep, give them a little morning snack, cater in a lunch, and then uh, an afternoon snack. And in between, Jeff, this is where it gets exciting. Uh, we're just engaging with the participants, which is what we call them because they're participating in their care. And, uh, you know, we'll play, do things like play bingo, uh, put puzzles together, uh, do trivia, that kind of thing. And then we put them safely on a bus and bring them back home. It's, uh, it's, it's a niche that's growing into kind of common stay across the states. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's such a needed niche um, that's out there because, you know, let's face it, the baby boomers are all kind of reaching that plateau. Um, and so I'm sure that there's a, a number of people that really could enjoy this and use this. And, and it gives a little bit of freedom during the day to the children that are taking care of their parents. So I think absolutely, that's yeah, provide some respite for them so they can go about their life. It's much like childcare in, in the same breath, you know, or we're, we're providing a service primarily to the families. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. So, you know, one of the things that we've always focused on when we were in business together was our people and our culture. So do me a favor. Tell us about what type of culture are you building at Among Friends? Well, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Um, The culture is everything. 
to me anyway. Um, we uh, we don't have a lot of margin in our business, so our pay is not most the most attractive on the street. There's some other pay options for people. So uh, people come to us because they have a passion to work with the elderly. And um, I guess it's my job, Jeff, to fuel that passion, not to water it down, right? So, you know, we um, we consider our staff to be our grandest asset. We employ about 55 people and um, and we couldn't do it without them. I mean, it's, uh, it's everything. If they're happy and they're doing their job, then then the participants get the benefit of that and then hence the families do as well so yeah it's the most important element of our of our overall business it's, it means more to us than the catering it means more to us than the activities it's taking care of the staff absolutely yeah. love love that because i mean I, I i get it you know i mean if your staff's happy then they're going to take extra care of the people that they're caring for and so then in in hindsight then they're all you know feeling good about what they've done for for these people and these people feel good about the services that they've got. So that's, that's kind of the fun part. Love that. Absolutely. So, you know, you're building this culture, um, you know, you're trying to keep your staff all happy. So what have you done that's working really well? And again, you know, one of the goals of this uh, podcast is to help others try to learn from uh, things that uh, our people have done, that our leaders have done, that our business owners have done. And so I'm looking to you to say, Hey, what's working? What, what, what can we tell others that, to try? Well, I've got some things that aren't working, but I'll I'll start with my list of things that are working. All right, <laughs> um, you know I think look first first and foremost is a level of respect and appreciation. You know we recognize our staff uh, constantly. Um, you know, and that goes it's got to go beyond a, a notice on the flat screen walking in. Hey, thanks for being here today. It's got to be a personal for me anyway. It's got to be a personal touch. Uh, it's got to be walking the floor. Uh, or, or, or greeting a bus that's just pulling up and thanking the people for their, for their involvement in, in our whole operation. And so I think it goes, it goes a lot there, but that's, you know, that's relatively generic, but I think it's the most important element. And then we try and do some things like uh, uh, we just sent out a, an email over the weekend, give them a little weekend homework. You know, what are the one, two, three things that we can do that makes your job more efficient? you know, whatever it is. And, you know, as the email stated, we're not guaranteeing everything that you put out here is going to be, is going to be executed on, but we're going to hear you and we're going to try and move towards that level. So communication, I guess, would be a good summary there. Really try and stay tightly tuned uh, to the needs of our staff. Uh, You know, and that could be a thing like, you know, new gloves for the drivers. It could be a, it could be a new puzzle for one of the uh, activity directors, just whatever it takes to, to get them. We do a couple other things that I think are unique to us, and that is that we do provide transportation because we've got buses going out picking up our participants. So, you know, for us, it's it's a little out of the way, but uh, goes a long way in in our uh, dynamic to, to allow them to, to piggyback on our transportation. And then, um, again, when we cater in lunch every day for our participants, we had lunches on there for our staff as well. So a couple of little things like that go a long way. Um, you know, look, sometimes a, a greasy burger or a bad burrito, you know, is what they want more than, than our catered in uh, healthy lunch. But, uh, but I'll tell you, they, they do, they do come to appreciate it. So those are a couple of things that we do, Jeff. And, and uh, you know, so, so I think what I heard was, uh, I think what I heard was that you, 
you know, people always talk about having an open door policy. It sounds like you have an open voice policy where you allow Absolutely. your, where you allow your employees to voice their opinion on things. And, and the goal is for you is to make sure that you can meet those needs. Yeah. And, you know, Jeff, you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, as I executed that email yesterday, um, one of the senior management uh, said to me, hey, that's probably not a good idea. And I said, why is it not a good idea? Well, because you're opening Pandora's box. Well, you know, it, there's a box on the table. We need to open it. And, you know, and maybe somebody's going to come back and I'll report back to you how this exercise went. But, you know, we've done it before and people, you know, are don't use it in a negative way. They use it in a very positive way. They feel their voice is being heard. So, yeah, that's a great way to, re, re, to yeah, quantify that. Great. So you, you started out answering the question with, well, we have a few struggles. So uh, why don't you share those struggles uh, with our audience as well? Well, that's why I listen to your podcast so that they're less of the struggles to me when I hear from other business leaders. Um, yeah, you know, there's a couple things. I, I think the the one thing is is communication. You know, we tout it so heavily, but um, but but when you take it down to the frontline worker uh, who's has to communicate with their with their coworker, right? So we're we're trying to find ways that that we don't aren't always driving that communication if that makes sense that that we want them to drive communication amongst themselves that that they should value that kind of that open level of communication among among their coworkers um so that's one thing that we kind of struggle with and and then just personalities jeff you know personalities um sometimes just don't mix you know vinegar and water some you know right. you can't put them in the same container um but yet we're all working for the same objective. So, so a struggle is to keep the eye, the, the, the eyes of the team on what our overall goal is, and that's serving the participants. That's great. That's great. Um, so it's, it sounds like things for the most part are moving along um, and you're starting to continually build the, the uh, culture the way that you want it to be. How are you growing the business? Well, you know, I think I think uh, this is just my opinion, and it's it's served me well over my career, and that is that if we provide a good service, and and I mean an exceptional service, that the business will grow. Now that sounds like a simple answer, but that's the drum we beat at our organization is let's focus on let's focus on growing the experience, and then let the experience. Uh, take on its own manifestation of growth. And so one of the things that we do is, um, you know, we've got 55 people, some are driving buses, some are doing toileting uh, duties, you know, but um, we consider them to be our sales staff as well. You know, they're out in the community. So we try and do things like support uh, the wearing of logo wear. Um, we go to the extent of, we, we've, got everybody their own business cards. I mean, make them part of the organization. There are 55 people that we have for eight hours a day, but they've got 20 hours, save that silly sleep thing. Um, so that still leaves them with eight hours that they're out in the community and they can be telling people about the service. That's one thing that we are doing right now is really trying to utilize uh, and leverage those relationships that we already have that are existing among our 55 people. What a, what a great idea. And, you know, I mean, I always, uh, when I talk to people, I always say, hey, look, 
you know, when you grow your people, they're going to become your best asset for sales, but you've gone the next step, which I hadn't thought about, which is you literally are giving them business cards that they can hand out, um, sure. you know, when they talk to people, I think that's uh, that's an amazing little feature that, that you've added on. And I love that. I think that's, yeah, you know, and it's a, it's a couple dollars, but uh, I'll tell you, uh, you know, the, 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 the benefit is that they feel part of ownership then. And, and uh, so then when I send out an email about suggestions, they feel their voice is going to be heard because they're a card carrying member. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's great. Um, so the business has been around for how long? 25 years, 25, 25 years. years. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and how long have you been there? Uh, just, I, I can't remember the date. Yeah. I'm just coming on three years, but, but technically I was there when the first uh, clients were brought in and uh, I've, I've bounced back and forth consulting over the years with my friend and um, he's getting young. He's 85 years young and he, uh, he likes the Arizona temperatures better than the uh, tundra of Chicago. So uh, I told him I'd give him a, I'd give him a decade or so to, uh, to take care of his asset. Awesome. Love that. Love that. Hey, so you, uh, you and I have had several businesses, but over the years you've had uh, many others too. Um, talk to us a little bit about some of those businesses. Um, you know, where, where were they uh, headed? Um, how did they work? And, and what was the major focus? What I'm trying to get to here is, you know, we have a lot of listeners that are, you know, entrepreneurs, they're just starting out in their business, or they're at a certain level that they're not sure how to get and grow the company a little bit. So, you know, I mean, get, give me some advice uh, of what we could give our listeners if they're starting up or if they're struggling to go to the next business, because I feel like you have a ton of experience in doing this. Well, the one thing, thanks, Jeff. And the one thing I learned, uh, having done several uh, businesses where you and I were involved, maybe you were consulting for me, which was very helpful, uh, or, or the reverse of that, where I was giving you bad advice. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I look, I, I, I think for me, what I've learned over the years is that it's not about, it's, it's not about the money. And what I mean by that is um, the struggle is always, boy, if I had more resources, I could grow this business, right? But Business 101 class taught us that if you lose $1.18 on each widget, selling widget, more widgets isn't going to make you more money. You're just going to lose $1.18 exponentially. Right. Um, there seemed to be a quest for me when I was a young gun that if I just had the resources, I could grow business. Now I realize that if I have a business and grow the resources, grow the people, the resources will come. And that was just a big epiphany for me when I realized that I've got um, not 55 um, you know, liabilities, uh, payroll liabilities, but I've got 55 assets that can be helping me grow my business. The other thing I've learned is that I'm not the sharpest crayon in the box. You know, um, There is a lot of good that comes from just opening up um, and being, being honest and, and open about the struggles the business is having, because people will embrace that and try and be part of the solution. Really, I think inherently, everybody wants to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. Yeah, agree, agree. And I, I love that answer. I mean, you know, it's, it's probably you and I have come to the same epiphany around the same time in our, our careers, which is, you know, it really is about the people. And, and if we can just grow those people and give them a voice and and have them feel like they're part of the process, 
that we're going to get so much more from them. Um, and, and I think we learned that, but didn't quite realize how much we had learned it back in the free drive days when we had people working 40 hour work days for us. Um, but, but I think as, as we've uh, matured in our, our careers here that we've, we've learned that a lot. So um, thanks for that, Mike. I appreciate that a ton. Um, any final words uh, to our listeners of, of uh, advice that you might want to give someone that's just starting off a business or, or trying to grow their business? Yeah, actually there is. And that would be, you know, to keep plugging into podcasts like this. And, and I'm not pitching, you know, your podcast, but I guess what I'm saying is there's a lot of great resources out there uh, for people that want to pay attention to the assets that they have. Um, the internet has obviously expanded our horizons and our capabilities to take other people's experience and grow on it. I guess my last piece of advice is, you know, this is the worst time for me to stop growing. So, you know, I need organizations like Pull the Shoot and others that are out there paying attention to how I can pay attention to my asset, my culture. Wonderful. Love that. Love that so much. Mike, hey, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate your candor, your insight. Uh, hopefully our listeners have learned a few things. Um, you know, hopefully uh, as we continue to move down this road, we, we never stop learning and we can just work, work and, and learn from each other. So Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. So Absolutely. Uh, again, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, my uh, visitor today was Mike Rhodes and uh, we look forward to talking to you again, Mike. Have a great, have a great day. day. Thank you.